celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It's Animal Radio. The whole dream team here, Dr. Debbie. Answering your vet medical questions live from a super secret hidden location this morning. She she won't even tell us. I don't even think she knows. Dog trainer Alan Cable is also with us. Dog father Joy Villani, animal communicator Joy Turner. And my voice is a little loud this morning. I maybe imbibed a little too much last and had too much wine. Well, I have a story about a hangover cure for you that you probably had no clue about. And it could be profitable, too, when you do it. Oh. Swallow an oyster and see what happens <laughs> when you're drunk. You swallow a couple oysters every Saturday morning. I'll tell you about it. it it's uh, it's kind of cute. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Pass me the oysters. Wow. Okay. They don't go good together, though. I'll tell you that. Shellfish and alcohol. It did it to me. And when I had a, well, almost two dozen clams one night and some shooters, and the next thing it felt like, it felt like somebody just dropped the watermelon right down my throat into my stomach. And, wow. um, yeah, that, that's, that's what it does to you. It hardens in there from what they say. I don't know. I'm not much of a drinker, so I... I'm not much of an oyster either, so... <laughs> either one doesn't work. Oh, I like I like shellfish. I do. I'll eat the oysters. Let's see. Uh, big show today. one 405 to help us out. Obviously, we need the help. On the big show today, we'll talk about that alleged poisoning at Westminster, the dog show a few weeks back, and, and the Samoyed that uh, may have eaten some rat poison. Details on the way right here on Animal Radio... I see that uh, DirecTV <laughs> is in the spotlight once again for killing a pet lizard. What? Uh, apparently, this uh, installer had come on over to install satellite television for uh-huh. this guy, uh, Paul. And the uh, installer was behind the counter unplugging things <gasps> and unplugged oh, no. his heat lamp. And oh, lizards, no. especially in Ohio where Paul lives, need to stay warm. Unfortunately, the... Uh, the lizard expired, and Paul called DirecTV and complained. Uh-huh. They really kind of just blew him off, said, you got to go file a police report. He got really, really angry, and he, he escalated it to the next in management, and they offered him a month free of DirecTV. Oh, my so gosh. sweet. And, well, he didn't want just a month free. He didn't think that was a good exchange. No, so that's not right. He sent what they call an email carpet bomb to all the management at DirecTV, and he got three months of free cable TV. He should have it for life. So be careful if you, uh, if the direct TV guy ever comes over and unplugs your uh, hide heat your rock. Hide your animals. Yeah, hide your animals. I have a story like that about my cable guy when they installed my cable. Really? What they do? Seriously. It was when I had birds, and of course I have the birds in a whole room, but I always had to have the door shut because my cats are in the house too. Sure. And the room where the birds were happened to have the panel where the cable guy had to go to connect the cable into the house. And I so totally informed the two guys that they absolutely had to keep that door shut, obviously, for the cats and the birds. Well, they didn't. Oh, those (gasps) bastards. My cat got in. You know, of course, you know, cats and birds, that's the way they are. Even though I can talk with them, that's still the way they are. And my one cat got one of my birds. Wow. And my cable people were like, well, we can buy you a new bird. And it's like, hello, that's totally beside the point. Yeah. You know, my neighbor had, I think it was Dish, I'm not sure which one it was, or maybe it was Charter, our local one. They came out, and when they left, they left the gate open. 
and she's got dogs in the yard. You know, wow. Dogs, and they just leave the gate. She asked them to keep, please keep the gates closed, and they left the gate wide open when they left. You cannot trust these people. Pretty no. common here. Yeah. Let's hear your I, stories right now. one 8405 about the cable guy that screwed up whatever. Well, I had a guy clean my fireplace, and he left the front door open, and, and a bunch of mice came in my house. And it was like, you know, I had to spend the next two months killing mice, figuring out how to kill the mice, because they, they took up a residence in my closet. They came in. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like this conversation, because I don't have any cable stories with my pets, okay? So I, all I got to do is sit here and listen. You know what would really cheer me up is... What? Stacy's walrus impression. Can you do that, Stacy? <laughs> Thank you. Hi, this is Carrie Annie Nava from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Let's let's not forget our wonderful dream team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. She is live today from a super secret hidden location researching smells, I believe. Dog trainer Alan Cable is here. Dog father Joy Villani and animal communicator Joy Turner. And, of course, we have uh, Stacy Cohen in the newsroom. Well, you've heard of the dog whisper. There's the horse whisper. Guess what? There was going to be a TV show about a walrus whisper. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. Walrus. And um, apparently the trainer was trying to steal the walrus, at least allegedly. Anyway, when they decided to cancel the show and not do it, he got a little upset with Marineland in uh, Canada. I'll tell you about that story. <laughs> kind of hard to walk out with a walrus a without little, somebody yeah. noticing, right? Where do you hide a walrus? I mean... You know, it's like, how do you keep it quiet? How do you keep it? There's so many questions about those animals. I don't know. Wow. Anyway, I'll tell you the story. It's coming up on Animal Radio News. Yeah. I you, do a good walrus, don't I? You really do. <laughs> Can you do it again? Just one more time for us. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the very talented Stacy Cohn right here on Animal Radio. Joey Volani, you're talking about cigarette smoke today. This is kind of an interesting topic. What do you got on board? I had a um, an old poodle that came in this week, and um, the biggest problem was it smelled like they actually smoked the dog and not the cigarettes. I mean, the oh. dog smelled like cigarettes smoked so bad, and um, it was actually the family of the of the woman that owned the dog that that requested, you know, what can we do to get rid of this nicotine smell in your pet? So we're going to talk about that. Very good. That's on the way right here. And I also see that uh, there was an alleged poisoning at Westminster. We had yeah. talked about this a couple of weeks back, and uh, we're going to find out a little more about that coming up on today's show. one 405 toll-free right now for you, my friend. I think we should go to line one. Is that uh, Corey? Yes. Hey, Corey, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Is this Animal Planet? This is Animal Radio. And oh, I'm sorry. That must be your competitor. Uh, no, actually, hey. there, there is no competitor because we, 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 we're act- better. we actually took over Animal Planet's radio back in 2005. So it's all one big thing now. Oh, one family. Yes, one happy family. Oh, that's wonderful. I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie. I do. What's going on with your animal? Well, she's uh, about eight months now, mm-hmm. and um, she's been indoors her whole life. She's never been outside. Is this a dog or a cat? She's a cat. Okay. Okay. And she lives with two dogs, and they're all friendly, and they're all one big happy family. Mm-hmm. 
but she recently was whimpering and standing up near the window and looking out. I was told by her caregiver, she doesn't live with me anymore. Okay. This is very uh, anxiety-producing for me, of course. You can understand because I have separation anxiety from her. But she's getting along okay. It's just that my question is, does she need grass? Oh, what a good question. Um, Is she having, do you know if she's having any kind of digestive problems? She wasn't going to the bathroom very much. Okay. Well, you know, I think we, we got maybe a couple different points here I would want to bring up, Corey. One is, in answer to your question, does she need grass? Uh, maybe. Um, we do know that cats, like wild cats, um, you know, majority of what they eat is uh, protein. It's meat-based uh, food. But occasionally they'll ingest some plant matter. And, and in being gross here for a little bit, you know, if you look at uh, cats in the wild, they might be eating grass in the digestive tract of their prey. So... You know, there's some thought that this kind of fiber, the grass, it's not digestible, so it kind of passes through, and it can actually help with their digestive tract, making nice good stool volume, moving things through, and on the occasion, uh, they'll eat grass, and it'll, you know, help them to clear something from their body that they might have eaten, say, in the wild. It might be feathers, it might be bones, things like that, that they're not going to be able to pass through. And in the house cat, fur balls. So, yeah, that is one indication for... Now, do does every cat need grass? Uh, Probably not. Can it enrich their indoor environment? Absolutely. So, um, you know, cat grass, which is usually oat grass or similar types of uh, grasses, you can grow indoors, and it's, you know, something for them to do. Uh, Also kind of helps to redirect them away from houseplants, because that could be very dangerous if cats start chewing and ingesting houseplants. Oh, I never Um, thought about that. So, yeah, so grass can be a great thing. Now, it sounds like you are a bit concerned about her indoor cat lifestyle and that she might be longingly look out the window like she's missing out on something. Yeah, because the the other two animals in the house are both dogs, and they get walked twice and thrice a day. Mm -hmm. And, my, of course, my um, significant other gets to go out of the house as well. Mm -hmm. And, you see, I, I fear that... She's the only one that doesn't feel special enough to go outside. Well, there's a couple kind of solutions in in how we can help to ensure that she's feeling good about her environment. There's by far, an indoor cat has a much healthier, longer lifespan than a cat that frequents outdoors. Uh-huh. Um, so I would not feel guilty about that. That is keeping her safe and sound. But we can definitely improve the indoor environment by giving her things to do inside the house, things to explore, um, something as simple as paper bags, cardboard boxes with little pieces cut out so she can go inside and explore. Yeah. You can get cat, cat trees and window perches and things like that as well. Um, but really looking for things that kind of she can investigate maybe get away from the dogs on the occasional time she finds her doggy brother and sister you know maybe a little annoying they are they They really do they hound her sometimes and she has to find little secret hiding places exactly so those those are very long i just wanted to ask one one quick question Uh, my ex has a, a harness and a leash 
I was just getting to that. Yes, that's a great idea. Now, for the right cat, not every cat's going to dig this, but if she's especially a food-motivated cat, this is something you can work up to. She might. I wouldn't take her out with the dogs at first, no. but if she's comfortable with having a harness on her and with a leash, you practice this in the house, motivating her with treats um, and affection, and then you can actually get her comfortable to walking on a leash. And a lot of really outgoing cats that are raised around dogs can do really well with this. Um, and then you can maybe eventually take her out for some walks with the dogs. I, I have a guy in my neighborhood that walks his cat down at the park. And um, my only beef is that he doesn't have it on the leash. But the cat does follow him right behind him. So um, so that might be something you can see if they can work with her on that. And, uh, uh, okay, you know. I'm going to relay all of this information to him right as we hang up. And I really appreciate it. And you're Dr. Debbie? Dr. Debbie, yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Doctor. Okay, I, glad I we can help. I really appreciate your, your advice and your knowledge. We appreciate you listening. It's always great to have brand new listeners here at Animal Radio. We're starting our 12th year. We still have brand new listeners all the time. If you're listening for the first time, maybe in our new affiliate in St. Louis, give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. You know everything. I knew where she was going. <laughs> Color me impressed. I certainly am. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Does your dog have really bad breath? I mean really bad breath. Bad breath in a dog could mean periodontal disease, which left untreated can be very dangerous to the overall health of your pet. Small dogs are extra prone to dental problems because their teeth are so close together. Your dog should have his teeth examined once a year by a vet, and you can help prevent plaque buildup by brushing your dog's teeth at least twice a week. It's not as bad as it sounds. Any pet supply store can set you up with a special pet toothbrush and toothpaste. Don't use human toothpaste. It's not made to swallow. The dog toothpaste tastes good uh, to a dog, and your dog will actually grow to enjoy it. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all fleas life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword. And our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. 
At Hotels.com, we've got thousands of deals for every occasion. And to celebrate spring, we've got low prices on your favorite getaways. But what could we call such a fantastic sale? The I'm so happy it's finally spring I could dance sale? The man I love a quick weekend getaway sale? The grab the camera because it's family vacation time sale? How about just the spring sale? That about sums it up. Now through April 1st, save up to 30% on your favorite destinations. Book now only at Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. Hi, I'm Ed Asner. You're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> Radio, 1-866-405-8405, toll free to the Dream Team. Animal communicator, Joey Turner, dog father, Joey Volani, dog trainer, Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie from a super secret hidden location this week. So Ooh. secret, I don't even think she knows. Do you know where you are, Dr. Debbie? She's doing government you know, work. I, I'm kind of lost. All I know is I have my dogs by my side and everything is good. Okay. and uh, are She's you not going to tell us. No, she isn't. I think she's... No. You're doing research on smells, aren't you? Or some kind of research conference on smells? <laughs> You know, I'm into getting back to nature and kind of turning off the electronics. So oh. that's that's what I'm going to say. And, you know, my 13-year-old dog, is um, we're treating her with cancer. So we're just getting her out and letting her enjoy the outdoors. Oh, got to love that. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll uh, answer some calls today for us, even though you're on vacation at one 405 8405 I'm not supposed to say that? Okay, just super secret hidden location. I'm gonna get chastised for that. <laughs> I'm gonna go try and find, I'm gonna go try to find Dr. Debbie with my satellite. <laughs> Where in the world is Dr. Debbie? <laughs> That's a good game. Where in the world is Dr. Debbie? And somebody should win a prize for figuring it out. He still wants to know where the heck I am. <laughs> we all want to know. Inquiring mind wants to know. And while we're all pondering where Dr. Debbie is, I am going to give you a frolly cat bundle. No, you don't have to see a doctor about that. It's a toy for, it's actually toys for your cat. It includes the Frolicad Bolt. This is an interactive laser toy that provides hours of fun for you and your pet. I gotta say you, cause I have so much fun with it. Also, the Frolicat Twitch. Also in the bundle, it automatically bounces and swings an enticing teaser toy. And the Frolicat Dart, which is an automatic rotating laser light that provides hours of fun for, again, you and your feline. Just place the dart on the floor. This is what I do after the show. I turn it on, and I watch the cat chase this little laser light around. Learn more at frolicat.com. That's F-R-O-L-I-C-A-T.com. And let's go ahead and give away a Frolicat bundle right now at one 405 And let's uh, go to Vadine. Is it Vadine? Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you do. How are you doing today? Okay, and you guys? Absolutely splendid. I well, have... uh, you know, we were talking to somebody with a hidden location. I think that's what I need for my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with your dog? Well, it's a little puppy, three months old. Uh, Thunderbird is a beautiful doggy, but he is, he is so bully and so strong. Chewing my feet, chewing my legs. I mean, chewing my everything I have. Chewing <laughs> Does he have a Does he have a lot of toys? Ah, uh, he got plenty of toys. But he, I think he likes my hands and feet better than toys. He likes your hands and feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's teething. You know, when they're little like that, they teeth just like little babies, human babies. Right. They're 
they're losing their right. little baby dog teeth, and so they're 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 trying to uh, alleviate that pain. But they also love to chew on just about everything. Puppies love to chew on stuff, and it's kind of like you have to be a teacher now. And that's the fun part of having a puppy. A lot of folks, when they go to get a puppy, they don't realize that you are the puppy's guide, mentor, teacher, and uh, also the puppy's leader. And it's up to you to, in a positive way, teach a puppy what is right and what is wrong. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of repetition. And also, the biggest help to every person is to remember that it all starts at the leash. Taking your puppy for long uh, half-hour walks, really, really uh, stressful walks to where he can get a lot of energy out. And when you get back from that walk and you're determined, when you're ready to show the puppy attention, uh, as soon as he goes to chew on your hand or your foot, you give him a, a, a gentle correction. It, it could just be a sound, just to redirect his mind, you know, a sound like, shh, or, hey, hey, and he'll that's stop for I, a second. That's what, I, that's what I do, but he just always, the more I do it, the more he, the more he chews. Well, then you know what you got to do, buddy? You got to don't show him any attention at all. When he does that, when he comes for you, just get up quickly and walk away. Turn your back on him and walk away. And he's going to be confused for a while. And also, the, the other important thing to remember, because he is a puppy, is that whenever he's doing something you like, notice it and praise him for it. So, in other words, if he's sitting there all by himself still, you praise him for it. And you tell him what a good dog is. Another thing to be aware of is to try to notice the times of days, the times of the day he's most active. Like, let's say there's, there's a specific time each day when he really goes nuts chewing on stuff. That's when you get ready to stimulate them with treats and praise and toys. And, and that's when you really want to take them for a walk, too, to tire them out. Because there will be certain times of the day where he really wants to go at it, you know. But it's real normal. The other thing, so he doesn't get bored with his toys, is to rotate his toys. Introduce them, take them away, put new ones in the game. So that he doesn't get bored with the same toys over and over. But understand, this is going to take some time. It's going to take you like three, four months to teach him that, hey, you can't chew this, you can chew that. you got to be patient, consistent, and praise him when he's doing the right thing. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The thing is, well, he's, he's with my wife all day long, and I come from work at night. Well, and she's going to have to, she's gonna have to learn to do... Yeah, well, he's, he's very active uh, during the day, but he sleeps. But I, I know a big time in the middle when he's active. Yeah, see, that's that's awesome that he sleeps. If she can take him out right after he wakes up, if she can just put a leash on him and take him for a nice, big, long walk to tire him out, he's going to chew a little bit less. Again, he is teething, so, I mean, he's going to be... You know, and, and he is learning about the world too. So, you know, the more that you can stick things in his mouth that he's allowed to chew and praise him for chewing those things and give him a treat, uh, the quicker he's gonna learn. And you all have to do that, you and your wife. I, I told him, <laughs> I didn't show him, but uh, a lot of times he's getting too, too bullied, too bullied, too much. You know, he's, he's 35 pounds already. Well, you know, the other thing you can do is when he, when he gets a little bit rambunctious like that is to put him in his crate until he mellows out. When he mellows out, you tell him he's a good dog, and then you let him out again. So that each time he gets a little bit too wound up, he goes in his crate, he goes in his kennel. And he'll start to figure out, hey, if I want to be outside of my kennel with my pack, well, then I've got to be a good, mellow boy. I wanted just to mention that um, not to have him kind of kind of ruin his own training. You know how, like, a lot of guys... Do this where they grab their puppy and they go, and they grab their yeah, hand and they the, grab it on yes, the head. That's, that's the wrong thing to do. 
Absolutely. That is the, that's the wrong thing to do because what you're doing is you're getting the puppy revved up even more and you're not teaching him anything. You're just getting him more excited and more out of control. So that's a great point, Deb. That's okay. Thank you very much. Hey, Vadim, where, where are you from? Are you from Russia? Oh, gee. You think the moment the Russians are coming? They're here already. <laughs> you, you, I, I gotta yes, ask you, I, yes, I think, I kinda figured that. You must know some good hangover cures. Right. <laughs> Cause I'm looking, I had a little too much wine last yes. night. Do you mean out at, uh, pickles? And out at, uh, pickle, pickles? Pickles. The juice. Yeah, the juice. Ooh. Really? I'll give it's that a good pickle juice. Pickle juice and oysters are are the recommendations so far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a great luncher. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank pickle you for calling, Vadim. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Was that the point you were making, Deb? I, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but that's a great. Yeah, point. yeah, no, just just how people always kind of go rough in the rough house with their dog, and you know. Oh yeah, and then they and then they want to turn them off like, and then they want to turn them off like it's like it's a toy or something. You know, get them all revved up, and then okay, enough, stop. Yeah, people do that all the time. It drives me crazy. I, I was telling the story a couple weeks ago. There's a guy in the park doing that to my dog. Can I pet your dog? I'm like, sure. And he started doing that to my dog, and of course, my dog. You know, there's there's different personalities. Like I was telling uh, before, I was talking about dogs that like to get along, and they're they're kind of like uh, uh, you call them like uh, fixers or get along withers. And then there's independent thinker dogs, powerful dogs, powerful breeds. And my dog's a powerful breed, and you know he wants to climb all over this guy and take him down. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> there you go. No comment. Hey, welcome back to another edition of The Party Animal on Animal Radio. I'm your host, Vinny Penn. Uh, I got three words for you. Three words I'm not, I, I don't want to say, but it's something I don't dig. Peeing on snowman. Now, uh, you got to let your dog out. You, you, we got all sorts of things have changed so much. You got to follow the dog around with the pooper scooper and whatnot. And of course, the dog aims right for the fire hydrant. We all know that. But if I see one more lightning yellow streak across a snowman that some adorable little children put together with their own tiny little hands, is it beyond you, dog owner, to shout at Thor or Monarch or Lucky or Rover, for God's sake, to say, oh, go, scoot, scoot, away from the snowman. Don't let your dog pee on the snowman. Children made it. Some of the pee inevitably gets on that scarf. That scarf doesn't get washed. Next thing you know, daddy's wearing that scarf to work, and it's got dog urine all over it, quite frankly. You see the dog heading for the snowman, teach the dog. Paw, roll over, respect Frosty. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. 
Phyto-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. So you want to stop smoking. Well, here's what I want you to do. Go to a drugstore and take a stop smoking product off the shelf. Go to the cashier and tell them you don't want to pay for the product. You just want to try it first. And if and only if it works, will you then come back and pay for it? Well, if you did this, you probably would be arrested. But as silly as this sounds, this is exactly what the smoke-free try it before you buy it free offer is. Take down this phone number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-426-6175. That's 1-800-426-6175. When you call, you will get the smoke-free complete all-natural stop smoking program this program includes a 28 day supply of the smoke free capsules a stop smoking manual a dvd and cd support program and a bottle of weight loss capsules just in case you are worried about gaining weight while you are trying to quit again you will get to try all this free a 130 dollars value by simply paying a small shipping and handling fee call smoke free at 1-800-426-6175 that's 1-800-426-6175 this is a limited time offer so call 1-800-426-6175 today this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. While the U.S. territory of Guam is going to extremes, they're trying to get rid of a bunch of snakes, an invasive species of snakes. The island nation's planning to airdrop poison lace mice in an effort to eradicate the brown tree snake. Apparently, these reptiles were accidentally carried to Guam by U.S. military ships during World War II. The snakes found paradise at the island because there they have no natural predators. Since the, then, the serpents have become a pest, and it's pretty much eradicated the island's bird population. So to get rid of these slithering pests, ready for what they're going to do? The U.S. Department of Agriculture is going to drop dead newborn mice that have been stuffed with acetaminophen. That's the active ingredient in Tylenol. It apparently is poisonous to the brown tree snake. So the airdrop's going to take place in the later part of March and April, and it'll target the area around Anderson Air Force Base because of the dense vegetation that surrounds it. I can only imagine walking and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, boom, bing, bing, dead mice all over you with acetaminophen in it. Ever wonder how the word crabby got started? Of course not, but I'm going to tell you this is what I think happened. It turns out that noises from ships could be unsettling to crabs. According to fizz.org, a group of scientists from two British universities set out to test the effect of ship noise on crustaceans, and they published their results in the journal Biology Letters. The teams from the universities of Bristol and Exeter played recordings of ship engines to a group of crabs and found that the critters had an increase in their metabolic rate. The uh, raised rate indicates that the crabs had an elevated level level of stress. Apparently, the added stress could have a dramatic effect on the animal's growth and result in a smaller-sized crab. So this is how I, so I think this is how Krabby got started. Dr. C, Steve Simpson, he's from the University of Exeter, says the results could have implications for fisheries in noisy areas. He explains that because noise could stifle the crab's growth, quieter farms may be more profitable. See, and you're cranky, you just can't grow. One man in England found a small treasure in his odd breakfast choice. Ready for this? According to the British magazine, the mirror James Humphreys picked up a 
pair of fresh oysters for breakfast. That's what everybody swallows in the morning first thing. Anyway, he found a pearl inside of one. Humphreys had just slurped up the mollusk when he felt a lump in his mouth. He admits at first he thought a filling had fallen out, but he spit out the oyster and discovered it was a pearl. He says the pearl is small but perfectly formed. Apparently, Humphreys stops by his local fishmonger every Saturday, buys two oysters to nurse his hangover. He says the mollusks are the perfect hangover cure. Yeah, because you're not tight. You don't want to, you don't want to puke from your alcohol anymore. You can puke from fish. Meanwhile, Humphrey's fishmonger Gareth Horner is astounded that one of his customers found a pearl in his oyster. He says he's been at the job for 30 years. He's never seen a pearl come out of one. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an animal radio news update brought to you by the Scoop Free Self Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at scoopfree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away. But unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaandChewy's.com. Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Man, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up computer files and data to a safe place on the web, and that's great. But what makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue with the same features, the same data protection, the same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents for every gigabyte used. Heck, that's less than a dime per gigabyte. PennyBackup.com continually backs up your data and files, and if your computer gets stepped on by an elephant or your hard drive crashes, you'll be able to download all of your important data to a new computer immediately. And PennyBackup.com is as safe as the other guys. It just costs a lot less at 8.9 cents per gigabyte. Want more proof? Go to PennyBackup.com for a free 30-day trial and see for yourself. See how much money you'll save for no loss of service or security. It's PennyBackup.com. Animal Radio. I think we're having more fun in the studio than allowed by law. Always happens during the commercials. Uh, if they only knew. <laughs> what was going on? Of course, uh, Doc- dancing. <laughs> Dr. Debbie is coming to us from a super secret hidden location somewhere, I believe, in the United States, as far as I know. she I don't even think she knows. I believe she's doing research, <laughs> uh, smell research. You know how she likes to smell things like uh, ears and and breath. I mean, we're, yeah, we're smells. Eat them glands. You're at one of those conferences. You know, yes? Yeah, and it's killing Alan to not know where I'm at. Yes, just I would like, love to know, where, yes. Where, where are you? Where are you? 
Because I have a theory. You, I think you are CIA. I've always thought that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's starting to all make sense now, the whole Vlade connection yeah. and everything. Yeah, she's really a Russian mm-hmm. spy. Ah, well, there you go. Listen, uh, if you want to get in touch with the Dream Team here, one 405 8405 is the number. It's toll-free. And we'll talk about your smart animals, and you can tell us how your animals are the smartest animals of anybody's animals. Uh, because we all believe that our animals are very, very smart. They do things that uh, amaze us, especially our dogs. They know, it seems like, before we take them for a W-A-L-K, that we're going to take them for a W-A-L-K. See, she even, she See, even spells, doesn't even she? Spell it. Oh, my yes. gosh. <laughs> Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, just the smartest animal. What about earthworms? Think of them as being kind of smart. Not uh, really. I've never really thought about them. They can make decisions. Really? Yes, they can. Uh, we know dolphins are smart. They're oh, self-aware. Yeah. Uh, rats love to be tickled. This is a little fact that I just found out in a book called Animal Wise. So if you have a rat, you'll want to tickle that rat. <laughs> the book is called Animal Wise, The Thoughts and Emotions of Our Fellow Creatures, and the author, Virginia Morell, is joining us. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be with you. How fun. So tell us about some of these smart animals, and the ones especially that we just don't think are smart. I've always thought that dogs know the entire English language, and they're just smarter than humans and opt not to speak to us. Uh, Well, it certainly seems that way at times. They are very, very adept at reading our faces and taking all kinds of emotional cues from that. And so, yes, they can certainly not only look at our faces, but from our body language, figure out that, yes, we plan to take them for a W-A-L-K. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about uh, the animals like, I, I guess these aren't animals, but earthworms, which are what well, they're... Well, earthworms are animals, yes. They are. They're, they are an invertebrate, but okay. they certainly are animals. And one, this was a very interesting test that Charles Darwin developed back in the 1870s, and he decided to challenge these earthworms, and he gave them various materials to use to block their tunnels, you know, their air holes, Mm -hmm. and uh, they would come up out of their hole and with their feeling end of the worm and just touch those, and they were very selective about what they wanted. Really? Yes, and they... He said it was very clear, and he documented which materials they wanted and which materials they didn't want. And he said that they were obviously making judgments and decisions, and that nothing had surprised him more than the discovery of some kind of intelligence in earthworms. Yes, that's, uh, and I'll think about that next time I see an earthworm. Yeah. yeah Trying to yeah. consider that. No, it's true. I mean, what's one of the fascinating things to me is that even bacteria, all, all animals learn, and that includes bacteria. They can learn too, they can learn go to this bright light over here or to go into that dark corner over there but there is some kind of a seems to be a decision making process that's built into animal life Some of them are ticklish. Some animals are ticklish. Was there thousands of dollars put onto research, government research, <laughs> no, government it grants? Wasn't to... like that at all. Okay. It's a very interesting study that uh, research at the Washington State University in Pullman by the name of Yak Panksip did, and he. Uh, was very interested in happiness, but difficult to get funding to study happiness. So he studied depression instead, and he had a <laughs> line of he had a line of rats that were depressed rats. And so, to compare them, he had to have a line of happy rats. And he discovered that uh, the happy rats, as they played with one another, they seemed to have their mouths open. So he was very curious about that. And one day, he just thought, "I'm going to put a bat detector in there," because sometimes. The cries of a small animal like a, like a 
that can be beyond our range of hearing. Mm-hmm. So he put a bat detector in there, and by golly, they were laughing. <gasps> and uh, he <laughs> recorded that and showed that the way that the sound comes out, it's equivalent to human laughter. It's that kind of breathiness, and and that they love to, to play and wrestle and have fun, and that's the way they learn to control and express their emotions. So play plays that role in many mammals and uh, certain species of birds, too, most likely. Wow. And he found yeah. also that animal? not only do they laugh, but they love to be tickled, and they have, you know, how you tickle children. They have certain places that just make them laugh and laugh. Rats, too, have tickle skin. Tickle skin, <laughs> wow. i got to tell you, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning really <laughs> but i see that moths remember living as caterpillars remember their childhood as a caterpillar that's a that's pretty amazing they remember what they ate yes. <laughs> as caterpillars it truly is amazing because you think that the caterpillar not only does it have a, a pretty tiny brain but uh it's going to go through that pupa stage and come out the other end transformed into a glorious moth or butterfly and scientists were able to show that if the caterpillar had to eat something unpleasant that it didn't like, um, the moth will remember that. And, and if you put that same substance out like a choice, you know, it will not touch that. Wow. <laughs> Which is very, you know, I mean, that has scientists puzzled, too, because they expected that the, those kinds of morphological changes would also uh, affect the, wire, the, the neurons, but um, they have a memory of, of what was bad and, not, and what not to do. Mm. All very fascinating. The book is called Animal Wise, The Thoughts and Emotions of Our Fellow Creatures. The author joining us, Virginia Morell. I just can't get over the depressed rats. And how do you find, how do you know if a, rat, a rat's depressed? Now I gotta well, go check. They, they, what he did to make his depressed rats, uh, was that those, he had the play rats and then the rats that weren't allowed to play as a, wow. to compare. And they were put into like a con, kind of a cone thing that held their tail didn't hold their tail, but the tail went through the end of a cone, so they couldn't really move. They were held immobile. And you will end up with, by doing that and then selectively breeding these animals, you can end up with an animal that manifests, you know, it's just not uh, playful, it's not interested in things, it doesn't jump up to greet you the way that a playful rat will. So that's how you have a depressed rat. Well, that explains it. I think Hal's yeah. a cone baby. I have a yeah. cone baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out of the cone. <laughs> Virginia, thank you so much for spending time with us. I appreciate it. Oh, it's been fun, and there's a lot about dolphins and uh, wolves and dogs. People will enjoy it. It's a really amazing book. We'll put the link over at AnimalRadio.com. Head on over to Amazon to buy it or your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they can order it. It's called Animal Wise, The Thoughts and Emotions of Our Fellow Creatures. Did I give away copies yet? Not uh, yet. Okay, let's, let's give away 10 it. copies. one 405 8405 right now. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. It's Animal Radio, a whole different animal. 
toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget, if you missed any portion of today's show, you can get the podcast at AnimalRadio.com. You can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. It's a free download. Listen to the show. Ask your questions from the app. Even browse our resources. And if, in fact, you did just tune in, you missed Virginia Morell, who told us rats are ticklish. A fact that has made my whole life different. I asked her how she knew. She said the researchers got depressed rats and would tickle them. And we also found out that depressed rats are not necessarily tortured, but put in kind of tough situations to become depressed. They cone them. I believe that's what she called him. You know, I hate that they have to torture things to. to why do they always have to torture an animal to learn something? We got to torture this animal to figure out what's going on here. Put them in isolation. I, yeah, put put their tails in a cone so they can't move for their whole life. How do they know they're depressed? Well, what about the rats that get tickled? Now that's an upside. <laughs> oh man, I just that would know, be torture. I, I, I hate that's to the hear job these to have. Things. They're like the laying back, tickling, eating. <laughs> That's, I'm going to look think, in the paper and see if I can get a job as a rat tickler. I think people stink. Somebody's I really do. I mean, well, why do they have to learn about happy rats and depressed rats by torturing rats? Why don't they go find something meaningful to do with their lives? There you go, the misanthropic Alan Cable on Animal Radio. I'm telling you, man. I don't even know what that word is. I just, I read these things and you know, I hate to see, I hate to see animals suffer. I hate that. I mean, I just, oh, we're going to do some research. We're going to take half his brain out to see what the other half thinks. I mean, give me a break. Go freaking figure out how to get the cream out of an Oreo. Do something useful. <laughs> I didn't realize that fire came from within. Well, you know, I'm not even a rat fan. I mean, my gosh, there were rats in New York City. They, I fell asleep one time outside because I used to sleep outside, and they carried me away to their little rat den. I, they took me prisoner, but I just, I don't Did know. Did they put you in a cone? No, they didn't put me in a cone, but it's a good thing they didn't know about them because, boy, that's... That's something I would do if I were a rat leader. Mm, that was one of my favorite bands, Rat. And I actually saw Rat. Well, you know, you, you know the old Michael Jackson, you know, the movie Ben, you know, when it came out, I was rooting for the rats the whole time. You go, boy. Ben. I'm lost because that's why I didn't say anything. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I saw it. It's a movie about a freaking rat. Well, the first, wasn't there Willard? Was Willard the first one with the, it was like the anti-social maniac guy who like, he, he's like the leader of the rats and he sends the rats to get all his enemies and then Ben came out. And Ben was the survivor, the like the lone survivor, and this kid makes friends with him, you know. But he's a real smart rat, and and this kid is the only one he likes, you know. So the other rats don't eat him. I think that's and Michael Jackson did the theme song. Yeah. Ben, da, 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 I don't remember any of the words, man. I don't either. They don't see you as I do. If they tried to, they'd never date again, cause they'd always have a friend named Ben. <laughs> The hairs on my back oh, are standing up. Goodness. For a second, I actually thought Michael Jackson was alive again. <laughs> I don't know, between uh, the Ben impression and Stacy's walrus, oh, I'm having a hell of a day. Let me tell you, you, you wouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> Fisher on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animals. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. 
I don't have to tell you, but I will anyway. Dr. Debbie's here. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner. It's toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Let's, uh, let's go to John. And where, where are you calling from, John? Uh, right now I'm in Kankakee, Illinois. OTR? You truck driver? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for your hard work. We appreciate you keeping America moving here. I understand that you wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie. Hi. Hello, ma'am. I've got uh, that- four Himalayans, and the problem is, is that uh, Daddy Cat wants to box with the baby girl cat. The Daddy is Bogey, <laughs> the baby girl's Maggie. Uh, Scooter is the boy cat, and Angel's the mama. Okay. okay. O- Bogey's the Daddy. He's every time Maggie walks by, he'll jump at her and box with her. He doesn't really bite her. She bites the tire out of him and they don't have the front nails in the house. But okay. She'll, she'll grab her, run, chase her around the house and and fight with her. I mean, they'll, they'll get into some knockdown drag outs, but at the same time, all he does is just box with her. Okay. Like he, to me, he's trying to teach her how to fight. Okay. Now, how is she responding to this? How, how is she... Oh. This cat, you could never hear her meow or anything, but when he chases her, she'll wake up the entire neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. And and does she have? How does she? When she's in these, uh, when she's playing or you know being attacked by him, um, what is her? What does her body position look like? Is her tail down or her ears back? Does she hiss? Ears are back, tails down. She's um, most of the time. Laying sideways or laying on her toward her side on the floor. She's uh, on her back fighting with him. Okay. Uh, she's up and he'll grab her on the back of the neck like he's trying to mount. Uh, he's they're all fixed, so I don't we don't have any problem with that. Okay. But yeah. the mama cat he got fixed the night after. He, <laughs> he he got a hold of mama and the next day he was fixed. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know it, but yeah, she wound up with kittens. Right. <laughs> Solution a little bit uh, too late for that uh, pregnancy. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you, there's a couple things that could be going on here. So when we have multiple cat households and we have one cat, kind of what we might perceive as a bully, um, attacking one cat and um, there's a fight that ensues, there's a couple of things. Sometimes it is actually the cat that is being attacked that is actually triggering this type of um, attack. Sometimes they can actually actually act fearful prior to the aggressor attacking. And that actually can kind of trigger it, if you will. So seeing a cat in a crouched, fearful position may make him more inclined to attack in the first place. So that's an important thing to watch before the episodes happen, because if that's the case, then a lot of times I will actually talk about working on on the victim and medicating them with things that might help to ease their anxieties and their fears. Now, the other approach is to actually look at this, and if we have truly a bully cat, and it can happen, where one cat just picks on somebody or everyone in that in the household. And when that happens, uh, you know, I actually, um, there's a lot of things we can do environmentally to help. But in many cases, I will look at using some behavioral medicines for the bully. The first well, thing. He only I attacks like, the girl. That's the only one he goes after. He only attacks Maggie. And mm-hmm. Scooter, when he goes after Maggie, wherever Scooter is, he comes out of the woodwork. 
and mm-hmm. he'll get directly in front of uh, Bogey and back him down. I mean, mm-hmm. Scooter is about 10 pounds heavier than Bogey. He's the peacekeeper in the house. Daddy, I mean, this cat's <laughs> like 24 pounds. He's yeah. huge. Yeah, some important things that I want to make sure that you do have going on environmentally to help manage this. Um, couple things. One is that with that many kitty personalities in the household, we have, we need to have a lot of resources and a lot of opportunities for the kitties to eat. Um, eliminate, um, retreat, and perch. Um, so with four cats, we ought to have at least five litter stations. Uh, we need to have at least two feeding water stations in different parts of the house. And we, we need to have... Um, great. And then we need to have good perching um, sites. So cat trees, um, window hammocks, um, abilities for her in particular to get away and get to a retreat to a higher zone where she'll feel safe and she may not encounter him. Now the other thing for him, and a lot Sometimes if I have a bully cat, a simple thing you can do is to put a collar with a bell on that will help to alert her that he might be in the zone. And then she can have the choice to kind of avoid him, retreat to a quieter zone if she should like that. Um, but when I mention behavior medicine, sometimes it, it really you can do all of these things. And we may need to st- still tap into that. And there's actually Kitty Prozac, so there are medicines that we will use. And it may take a couple weeks of use and therapy, but it can help. And during that time, we, we do work on making sure that we don't... Don't, um, you know, discipline him. So you should never, ever yell at him, chase him with a squirt gun, try to discipline him when he's having um, these uh, fighting uh, bouts with her because that will amp up their anxiety with these things. It doesn't help with kids. All we'll do is we'll step over and we'll put our hand between them. Don't do that. No. (laughs) And we put our hand between them and he'll stop and back up. Okay. Well, you have to be careful because it's a, it's oh, yeah, just a stone's, got. it's a stone's throw for, from this being triggered into a misdirected aggression towards a human. Right. And it does happen. Right. So just yeah. be careful. Don't put yourself physically in between that. Um, I do like to take, you know, toys, balls, noisemakers, throw them and, uh, use a distraction, something else. Um, and, and a lot of it comes down to anticipating when it's going to happen. Sometimes it's at the same time of the day. Sometimes it's when the kitty are bored. So even for him, you know, we need to make sure he has adequate exercise and mental stimulation. Get some of those food dispensing toys, the cat puzzles, those kind of things where he can practice his prey drives. Um, cats don't have that outlet. They're going to find something, whether it's a person, another cat in the household, where they want to bat, attack, leap, jump, chew on, and that's a natural instinct. So find those outlets for him that you can provide also in the home. Oh, we've set up a run track to where they run all through the house and it just all their toys we'll put them away and bogey will pull them right back out he'll put them right back in the middle of the floor so <laughs> we're, we're constantly back and forth with his toys well, yeah, good, no good. other than that i mean we have a lot to do with them and we we brush all of them we pet them all uh, we don't give them treats and it's just strictly the food because uh bogey's Hello? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're here. We're, we're okay. listening. We're listening. Uh, my, head, you're, my headset died. You're just a but, crazy cat lover, and you know what? Can we give him some <laughs> frolic cat toys? Yeah, I think all of them great. would love that. Yeah, hold on there for one second, John, and we're going to send your cat some toys, okay? I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your call today. one 405 8405 toll-free to our dream team. Violin players can only mean one thing. 
It is time for Dog Father Joey Volani on Animal Radio, brought to you by Stella Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs, made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally, no added hormones, no antibiotics, just good food. You can learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. You're looking mighty dapper today, sir. You like that? I'm in my my um you know regular black here, and um I don't know. I got a haircut. Maybe that's why. Hey, you know, I thought everyone stopped smoking um these days. I didn't think people smoked anymore. And um this week I had two dogs come in that just you know would would re- reek the smoke and. Um, uh. The the one dog it was it was an older poodle it was a twelve year old poodle the lady that was bringing it in was bringing it in it was her mother's dog and her mother was still a heavy smoker we groomed the dog and and um, even after the bath um, you know we, we still had a had a light nicotine just um, couldn't smell. get rid of it could you no it was it was pretty it was pretty embedded I mean really the, the coat probably needed to come off um, to um to get rid of the smell and sometimes that doesn't even work completely but what she asked me was because because she was a non-smoker, and apparently they take the dog um, every now and then, and um, they want to know if there was anything that they can use to put on the dog to get rid of that smoke smell. Do they need and like a patch what? or something? Because does it go through it withdrawals, nicotine, nicotine withdrawals. withdrawals? You want to know something? I don't know. But what she said was is her mom um, smoked anywhere from one and a half to two packs a day. Oh. So you know that the dog, and, and, and apparently the dog is with her at all times. It's a lap dog. So who knows? Oh. Maybe, maybe the Maybe they do go through that, but anyway, my my answer to um her name was Sherry is unfortunately there's not much that you can do about it. Believe it or not, there's products that are out there that say that they um will get rid of the smell, and you know what they will. But here's the problem: if you're in a household where there's constant smoke, even by spraying it and covering and masking it up, as soon as um that person lights another cigarette and the pet is nearby, whether it be dog, cat. Um, even bird. Um, the bottom line is it's it's going to suck it back in. The other thing is is these products here. Now you got to understand that the smoke, the nicotine, it's oil based. So. Even when you go into a, a if you're all right, I'll give you a good example. If you picture a room that has a um, a smoke eater in it, okay, and might not have been able to smell it, but if you looked on the ceiling or on the walls, it was discolored. Okay, now the same thing is going to happen with your pet. It's going to get on your pet's coat. You're going to spray it. You're going to mask it. But because that's an oil base, because that's what sticks to your walls, your ceilings, and everything, you're going to see it. What the product will do, it's going to break down the oils a little bit, basically almost like dry it out. The problem is, as soon as that pet gets wet, it's going Mm. to, it's like if you drop oil in a glass of water, what happens? The droplets will keep coming together, keep forming together until they got one big, you know, you got one nice size, um, you know, blob of oil. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing with the coat. What happens is it sucks all back together. So you know what happens? The odor will automatically come right back out of the dog, out of its coat, as strong as it was. Wow. The yeah. only thing that you can do, and this doesn't always work, is wash the dog. Okay, because you got to rinse it away. You got to break it down, and you got to rinse it away. In some cases, it's embedded in the coat, and it's also not really good for your dog's coat. We have noticed that people who like to keep their dogs in full coat, smokers, the coat 
um, looks completely different than people who don't smoke. It's a healthier looking coat for people who have pets in the household where there's no um, smoke at all. Mm. Um, people that smoke in the household, the dog's coat is broken. It looks dull. Um, and again, I don't know if this is actually caused because they're inhaling it or basically because it's it's on their coat, you know, just sitting there. When you cut a layer of it away, you usually have healthy, um, good-looking coat underneath as long as the dog is, you know, is, is, is healthy other than that. Yeah. So it's definitely the oils and the smoke itself that do a number on the coat. But as far as the odor goes, I'm Sherry, I'm, I'm sorry. The only thing that you could do is either stop your mom from smoking or... Um, you're gonna have to wash the dog. The dog is gonna, it's gonna have to be rinsed clean. There isn't a magic product out there that'll break down nicotine, mm. unfortunately. And need I mention the fact that dogs and particularly cats lick their fur coat. Oh, yeah. And, uh, with that smoke on there. So they're, it's like chewing tobacco is what it is for them. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And most of your dream team is in studio. Dog father, Joey Vellani. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Via Skype, Joey Turner. Dr. Debbie is here, but via super secret hidden location. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, miss it for the world, would I? No, you wouldn't. Uh, you're the hardest working veterinarian in show business. If you want to talk to any one of these guys, one 405 8405 On the big show today, we'll talk about that alleged poisoning at Westminster, the dog show a few weeks back, and, and the Samoyed that uh, may have eaten some rat poison. That's all in the way right here on Animal Radio. Stacy. Well, say what you want about Charlie Sheen, but he is a benevolent guy. Remember that paparazzi that was killed, uh, that was trying to photograph Justin Bieber and he got hit by a car or something, mm -hmm. and they didn't have enough money to bury him, his family. Charlie Sheen gave him $10,000. Really? Uh, Lindsay Lohan, uh, she needed 100000 bucks for uh, her taxes. He helped her out. Well, there's another person that uh, Charlie Sheen's helped out. And uh, it's a great story. I'll tell you about it. 15-year-old girl. It's coming up on Animal Radio News. 15-year-old girl. He helped uh -oh. out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is he back in jail again? <laughs> no. Uh, before Stacy said that, I thought it was you, Alan. I thought Charlie, good old Chuck, was lending you a few bucks. But... Well, I, I do look like a 15-year-old girl, so thank you. From the right angle. If you just turn around a little bit, the light is just perfect. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh... and you've had a few. Exactly. Hey, Deb, did you see that guy on the Internet? He's got a, an intelligent test for dogs. It's like it costs money. It's like 40 bucks, but you can tell how smart. It's all stuff I pretty much knew already, but I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> It's an intelligence test for people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to well, yeah. spend 40 bucks. <laughs> hey, can I ask you this? Is it nice where you are? Yeah, it's very nice. 55 degrees. Okay. Mountains. Beauty. Snow. Mountains? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I love mountains. Alan's surreptitiously trying to find out where Dr. Debbie is. Oh, and if you missed the show earlier, we found out Alan, before he was a dog trainer, worked on an Amtrak train. Fun job. Do they allow pets on those trains, like in the coach? Uh, no. Uh, maybe now it's different, but back then, no. And I don't know. Well, you, they weren't allowed anywhere back then, but who knows now? I think people smuggle the little dogs on. They get a sleeper car, and they smuggle the little dogs on, you know, that you can fit in your purse and no one knows. It's funny. You see dogs now more and more in um, different places. Um, I was at a... Um, 
a grand luck some the other day for breakfast and um you know dogs really aren't allowed in restaurants and um the woman that was two tables down i seen a yorkie peek his head out of a purse and um sitting right there next to her nobody said anything but um just just funny yeah you do you see him you go out to portland oregon they're everywhere well, the same thing in Europe. When um, we, I judged a few shows, and um, when we were in France, um, we were in this uh, hoity-toity restaurant, and um, the dogs were sitting right by the table. I mean, it was it was cool, but and I think that they behave better because they're treated, you know, um, more respectfully. I don't know, Alan. I mean, I mean, you could tell me. I mean, if if a dog is socialized in different environments, um, are they automatically going to um, behave a little bit differently? Because these dogs were just sitting there, like no problem. I mean, they might have been trained real well, but yeah. Well, you know, it's it, there's a, such a big difference between training and behavior. You know, there's that's a big distinction between training a dog and the behavior of a dog. And dogs are, you know, they they all have different personalities, and there are some dogs that are very powerful, aggressive breeds, and there are some dogs that are very social breeds. And then even within those breeds, there are dogs I like to call they're they're kind of like fixers, and then there are dogs that are independent thinkers. And an independent uh, independent thinker dog will kind of do his own thing. I mean, he won't always listen. And a fixer or a get-along dog will pretty much do whatever it takes to make you happy. So, yeah, you can easily uh, come across dogs that would be very, very well-behaved in social situations like that. And then there are dogs that, you know, they'll cause mayhem and ruckus. <laughs> Like just like hey, I, I, I have a question for you, just because this just came up the other day. I had a friend of friend of mine's um, mom went into the hospital. She had a heart problem. Now she rescued this. Um, I'm gonna say it's like a 40 pound mixed breed. It looks like a border collie, collie type mix, and um. The dog, for whatever reason, has only opened up to her. Now, I don't know what the socialization is outside of, you know, outside of the rest of the family, but the dog only opened up to her. Now, her daughter came up from South Carolina to, um, you know, to take care of the house, take care of the dog, see her mom. The dog will not come out from underneath the table. Um, she yeah. called me up to see because it was three days the dog had not left underneath the table, has not gone to the bathroom one or two. And basically, um, I sat on the floor with my back, you know, um, more towards the dog and just sat there hoping that the dog would come out, tried to put some treats down on the floor. Um, dog, you, you wouldn't come out. You couldn't make eye contact at all with him. As soon as you did, he would just flip out. What do you do in that kind of case? Well, the dog, it sounds like, you know, when a dog acts like that, a lot of times they were abused by people and uh, they don't trust. They have no trust. So you have to earn a dog like like that, you have to earn the dog's trust, and it takes a lot of patience and time. <clears throat> a dog like that, um, you know, what you did was pretty cool, you know, st uh, sitting there backwards. I would kneel down by the table so that the dog has escape routes to the left or right. I would kneel down, and uh, you do this in increments, and don't talk to the dog, don't look to the dog, just look ahead. The best way to greet any dog, and I did this in an animal tip, is, is just to kneel down beside the dog and and kind of away, about a foot or two away, and, the, and you're leaning opposite direction of the dog, and let the dog come up and investigate and say hi to you. And you might have to do this for a while, what I'm telling you to do. You might have to do it. You, you, you go and you kneel down on the side of the dog, and you just sit there, and you look ahead, or you look down, and you stay there for maybe a minute or two, and then get up and walk away calmly. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Don't look at the dog. And try it again and again. Uh, a fourth, fifth, sixth time, put a treat down uh, by the dog and then get up and walk away so that you're not there. You're not even there. And, and then 
watch to see if the dog eats the treat, and then do it again. And each time, move the treat a little bit closer to your body. You know, and, and it'll take time, but that's how you earn a dog's trust. And once you do, I, I could tell you a story. There was a family, I just went over to their house a couple of weeks ago. They had two Cocker Spaniels, and unfortunately, this dog passed away. But he had the same problem, terrified of people, didn't want to be around people. And unfortunately uh, for us, it was Super Bowl. We had the perfect storm of people, the right people in this house. So when I got there, this dog was terrified, hiding under the table, just like you said. And this was kind of miraculous, because I, I knelt down by this dog about ten times by the table. And finally, he came next to me, came near me. I didn't pet him or anything. I just let him sniff me, got up, walked away, waited 20 minutes, did it again. But by the end of this day, this Super Bowl Sunday, this dog was going around everybody, and people were petting him, and his anxiety was totally gone. And it was amazing because usually that, that doesn't happen. And this, again, was probably a dog that was abused. So it takes patience, repetition, time, and then, you know, basically earning the dog's trust. That's all it is. And the food technique is a really good one where you move it closer and closer to your body over time. The dog will learn to associate you with food, and then you can reach out very slowly and actually let the dog touch your hand. Don't pet him yet. Let him touch your hand. And if you are going to pet him under the neck, not over the head, not on the body, under the neck, and then slowly you can start touching his body and then the top of his head. And you'll see. You'll earn the dog's trust. one 405 toll free right now for you, my friend. Hey, everybody. This is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you right now want to take weight. Give me the line again. My brain stick. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just have one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal radio. Brett Michaels animal radio. You got it. I knew the animal radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to animal radio and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. And now the number one reason to get Genie from DirecTV, the most advanced HD DVR ever. It serves your entire home with one HD DVR. Call now and get a free upgrade to Genie. Packages start at $29.99 a month. Well, 800-399-5101. Now get 47 channels of HBO Stars Cinemax free for three months. That's 800-399-5101. DirecTV or an RVU-enabled TV device required for each additional room. Additional and advanced receiver fees apply. Offer requires 24-month agreement and qualifying package. $29.99 package not eligible. Offer ends 2613. New approved customers only. Lease required. Other conditions apply. Call for details. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, 
and this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. It's Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. The official rat tickler here at Animal Radio. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and Dr. Debbie from a super secret hidden location. She doesn't even know where she is today, but she is answering your calls. And in fact, we're going to go to Angela right now. Hi, Angela. Hello. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm actually in Tennessee right now, but I'm a truck driver, so I'm everywhere. Thank you for moving America around for us. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's going on? Um, we have two sugar gliders. My husband and I team drive. And we have two sugar gliders that we decided would be a good pet for the truck. Um, I've heard Dr. Debbie talk about it before. But we're having quite a few problems with them. Um, okay. When I, I did quite a bit of research when I first got them. And they were supposed to not bite much. They don't chew on things. They're very friendly. They bond to you. Mine bite me constantly. Um, oh, no. They don't. They don't seem to want to come out of the cage. Um, okay. I was sort of. I, I don't want to say chasing them around the cage, but catching them to get them out. And I read that that was wrong. That they're more scared of you to let them come to you. I have sat there with mm-hmm. the cage door open. They will not come out. Um, one of them is much friendlier than the other one. Like, after I get her out, she'll sit on me, she'll bond, she'll play with me. Um, the other one bites constantly. Uh, he draws blood, okay. bites. He bites hard. Um, and it's a boy and, and a girl? If there's some other trick I can use to maybe try to get them to want to bond with us more. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Now, and are these both boys or girls? Both girls. Both girls. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Well, and, and that's good. I'm glad that you have a couple of them because um, sugar gliders aren't easy pets. And that is one thing that I want to make sure everyone understands that these little marsupials, you know, they're nighttime creatures. So they are active at night and they sleep during the day. So um, they're not for every person. And granted, with your, your lifestyle, you know, with driving, that may certainly work. Now, they're also, we have to recognize, they're not domesticated animals. So they are wild animals. So you have mm-hmm. to hand them. And that process for the individual sugar glider may be more straightforward, and some are really difficult to hand tame, and it really takes a lot of persistence. So you're right. So you don't want to reach in and startle them and forcibly grab them. Um, okay. A lot of it is allowing them to get used to you, your sound, and your smell. So what I usually suggest for the gliders to get them used to you is to actually, you know, if you, you probably have a pouch um, that you can yeah. wear. Um, most people with gliders do have that, to wear them yeah. on your person for several hours a day so that they can get used to you. Um, and a lot of times you can even help that by having some kind of um, fabric or like even a little blanket inside their pouch. And then that I've can be that. something that... Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how they associate with you just by kind of gradually getting used to the smell yeah. of you. It's kind of like just tolerating you almost by just being around them. I have a question about that, Dr. Debbie, because the one okay. that we really have a problem with, we call him attitude. We call her attitude because she has such a bad attitude. 
But when I put her in the bonding pouch and attempt to wear her, she chews, tries to chew out of it the whole time. She will not. The other one just curls up and goes right to sleep like normal. Uh, Attitude chews, tries to chew out of the pouch. So I stopped putting her in it. We've had them for about seven months. Yeah, and a lot of times you'll have to. You know, should I force him to be in the pouch? Well, if you want him to be tame, it's going to be, or for her to be tame, it's going to be one of the ways that you really need to get her accustomed to being around you. Okay. Now, she may not okay. be the kind that is going to be very tame, and she may always be more wary, and that may be her personality. Um, okay. But we, we want to make sure that we, when you're handling her, that you are talking calmly, keeping your voice low, and then when you are having them in the cage and we're trying to tame them in the cage, um, the hardest thing with <laughs> the gliders is they're fast. And, and they they do kind of their little crabbing sounds and and, and then they yeah. jump out and they, they they bite or they or they act like they're going to bite you and the hardest thing is to just to not flinch not to move back because that just kind of those kind of crabbing the noises even the postures and the, the biting are all a demonstration so uh-huh. if you sit there calmly and just kind of say okay I'm everything's cool everything's cool little glider and um, you don't move your hand back when she's trying to jump and bite um, that's a calming response and she's going to be more apt to not try to do that again in the future. So it, it can be hard, especially if they latch onto your cuticle. <laughs> that hurts like a bejeezer. But that's a really big part of things. So. Yeah, yeah, they definitely can. But part of that is also just kind of have, having the mindset that you're not going to be startled and you're not going to be scared away, and then just knowing not to push it too far. So if you notice that they're vocalizing, crabbing, and you know getting very anxious, you don't want to get to push that too much. But use treats and use rewards as um, the kind of praise for um, them allowing you to come near their cage when they're in the cage. And, uh, you know, they're still pretty young, so you can still get these gals tame, but, um, you know, you definitely need to keep it up, keep working at it, because once they get much older, um, it really gets harder to, to try to get these guys hand tame. Okay. There is a difference from when we first got them. When I first got them, when I did get them out, they ran from me immediately with hide. Now they do stick on my body after I get them out. Um, mm-hmm. Nova does attitude seems to be more standoffish and he hates to be held like contained um like if mm-hmm. you put him in your hands and, and hold him in a ball the other one will just go right to sleep and the one will just bite until you let her go i mean i've tried to ignore mm-hmm. it like i am like i've let her bit like 15 20 times on my hands just trying to ignore it <laughs> and uh yeah he just keeps going <laughs> Yeah, and in that in that instance, you know, certainly we don't want to put you in a position where you can't respond in a normal human way. So I would definitely use the pouch or use something else as the container um, rather than okay. you know using your hand, and okay. that gives you a little bit extra protection there. Okay, so just keep working with them and not force them to come out. What if like okay, I stopped forcing them to come out, and it's been probably a week and a half since they've actually been out of the cage now. I was getting them out for, you know, two, three, four hours a day. Then I didn't Mm -hmm. want to force them to get out anymore because I sort of wanted them to come to me. So I stopped that. But now they're not getting out of the cage at all. Should I just let them be in there until they deal with the situation, you know, until we can get them to where they want to come out? 
Well, I, I usually would do a combination of both because you want to make sure that they're on you and you've got that little snuggle sack and they're with you. Um, okay. Now, if you have to get them out, certainly there's some distress that they go through when you catch them. I usually just use one of the pouches inverted and kind of use that as the, kind of the glove, if you will, to catch them. And then okay. um, that way they get accustomed to the smell and it's a comfortable thing. So, but yes, in, you still want to offer the treats, you still want to offer them to come to you, but you may be spending 30 minutes more, you know, doing the calm, quiet speaking and approaching them. So it's just a matter of how much time you can put in is going to be how much you get back as far as with their team ability. Okay, I will continue to work on them and and apply some of your techniques and see where we get. Wonderful. Cool little creatures, these guys. Uh, Yeah, Hal, you got to see one of these guys up close because they they are definitely adorable. But they can be a challenge, so they, they really aren't for the novice pet owner. They are a lot of work. They have a lot of special feeding needs, and but they are they give a lot back too. They have very distinct personalities, and and if you could look through the eyes into the soul, that is one animal that you can really look into. Wow. Well, I'll have to check one out. I hear so many truck drivers that have those now. It's a little better than a dog. I don't have to get out of the truck to take it potty or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little easier. Excellent. Thanks for send your Send us call. a picture. We'd love to see these yeah, guys, I was just too. Say that. Send, send us a picture. We'll put it over on the Facebook page. Okay, I'll do that. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it, Angela. one 405 News right around the corner. Stacy. what do you got? Remember that story about Chicken Little where the sky is falling? Sure. That was one of my favorite stories as a kid, by the way. Uh, there's a new version, and it's got mice in it. Dead ones falling from the sky oh. that the U.S. is dropping. I'll tell you where and why, coming up on Animal Radio News. Vinnie Penn coming back at you on Animal Radio with the Party Animal segment. Um, This one tops them all. Gotta tell you, invitation in the mail the other day. Invitation, not even email. Postage paid to my wife. She was invited to a birthday party for her friend's cat. Now, one, I've been telling her for ages. This girlfriend of hers, she's passed. She's she's crossed the line. She's past the point of no return. She's in her forties. This cat is the love of her life. It's just her, the cat, a quilt, and a big jug of Ben and Jerry's. That's it. Oh, and she knits. I mean, this is it. This cat is her life, and that's great. But to throw the cat a birthday party is the that is a cry for help. I told my wife, "You're not a good friend. This is a cry for help, and you're not responding to this." And like I said, maybe if she emailed it, stamps were put on these. Are people going to show up? Are they going to sing it to this cat? Are they going to say, "How old are you now?" and expect the cat to scratch out? Oh, what does she do? She's three. Be a good friend. Take the invitation to your local therapist, write your friend's phone number on it, or address, and get a straight jacket fitted. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio.
Hi, it's Alan Cable. Time for another dog tip. My wife and her friend were taking a walk through the neighborhood and were terrified by a dog that charged them from the driveway. My wife's friend was really scared and wanted to throw rocks at the dog. Nothing happened, and just so you know, even if a dog were to attack you, the odds that you're going to get seriously hurt are very, very, very low. Most dog bites, even the ones that send people to the emergency room, don't require much attention at all. So the most important thing is to prepare yourself mentally, just in case. You know, you're taking a walk through your neighborhood and all of a sudden there's a charging dog coming at you. That's pretty unnerving and scary even if you prepare yourself for it. Your number one goal is to defuse the situation. Try to stay calm and collected. Don't turn and run. As tempting as that is, dogs are predatory animals and you running will activate the prey instinct. He'll probably chase you. Remember, dog attacks are rare. And even if you do get bitten, the vast majority of dog bites, even the ones that send folks to the emergency room, require very little attention. So if you're walking past someone's house and a dog surprises you, be calm, stand tall. Again, be calm. Don't look him in the eye. Look into the distance. But stand tall and face him. You can look to the left, to the right. Doesn't matter. Stand there confident and in charge inside your own mind. The dog will probably lose interest and walk away. Then you too start walking away, keeping your body sideways to the dog. Making sure you can see him. Calm, confident, relaxed. Take deep breaths. Dogs read your body language very well. So a confident, calm, non-aggressive response from you makes you a very uninteresting target. Sometimes the dog gets excited scaring people and other times he's protecting his territory or warning the people in the house that someone's there if you're calm and confident and move slowly without nervousness the dog will probably lose interest in you and go back to the house if the dog decides to chase after you as you slowly move away turn around and stand your ground i know that's hard to do again don't look at the dog in the eye he should lose interest walk away and then you slowly retreat but make sure you don't turn your back to him if he comes at you again repeat the process get more tips at animalradio.com this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolic Hat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Goldfish, believe it or not, are being found in Lake Tahoe, and scientists say they're a serious threat to the area. Lake Tahoe is straddling the California-Nevada border, and they're the second deepest lake in the nation. Researchers say that goldfish, some way about four pounds. That is a big sucker. They have somehow made their way into the crystal clear waters of the lake and they threaten native species. Experts say that goldfish are very good at getting what they need and they can compete with native fish for food. It's thought that the fish might have come from a couple different sources. Some were dumped there by pet owners who no longer wanted them. That's that old flush them down the toilet thing. Others used as bait and may have escaped into the lake over time. Well, there's a 15-year-old Florida girl who really didn't know much about Charlie Sheen before this, but she sure does now. The actor, who is so benevolent, he wired $10,000 to Tegan Marty and her family for a therapy dog to help her in a rehab from injuries she had when she fell 100 feet from a Wisconsin amusement park ride in 2010. Tegan Marty suffered brain, spine, pelvis, and internal injuries in July of 2010 when the nets and the airbags that were uh, supposed to catch riders on a free fall ride well they weren't raised she had convinced her family to make the trip to florida to extreme world in wisconsin dells after she saw the amusement park's terminal velocity ride on the travel channel 
Well, she was hospitalized in Wisconsin and Florida for three months. She initially had no use of her arms or her legs, but through physical therapy, she's able to walk again with a walker. Her mom, Julie Marty, said they're financially in trouble from medical bills and her recent divorce. The house is being foreclosed upon. The insurance isn't covering physical therapy anymore. She said she had no idea how they would pay for an English golden retriever puppy that'll help her with therapy. Charlie Sheen said, I like to pay it forward. And he said, you know, you don't always know what's ahead of you. But he said, if I ignore these requests, then I don't have any opportunity to see where these things lead us or lead me. He said he doesn't like to publicize most of his donations, but he wanted to talk about this one to inspire others to donate. Tegan Marty gets a dog on her birthday in September, but she hasn't made up her mind on a name. Well, guess what Charlie thinks that she should name the dog? Charlie, that would be a great, that's a great name. Sounds perfect. Well, dubbed the Kanye West of walrus training, Philip Demere says he's more than ready to defend himself against the 1.5 million lawsuit a Niagara Falls theme park has brought against him for allegedly plotting to steal a walrus. Uh, he says, I look forward to defending himself. He was a trainer there and apparently very close with this one walrus named Smooshy. And I guess he got into Marine Land and, um, they were going to do a TV show called The Walrus uh, Whisperer, and it was rejected in 2011. He seemed to become very upset and displeased about that. And uh, I don't know. I guess somebody thought he was stealing the walrus. Where are you going to put a walrus? Like, if somebody's not going to notice you're walking out with it? Anyway, get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um. Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. I don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. Twisted tea brewing company, Cincinnati, Ohio, drink responsibly. At Hotels.com, we've got thousands of deals for every occasion. And to celebrate spring, we've got low prices on your favorite getaways. But what could we call such a fantastic sale? The I'm so happy it's finally spring I could dance sale? The man I love a quick weekend getaway sale? The grab the camera because it's family vacation time sale? How about just the spring sale? That about sums it up. Now through April 1st, save up to 30% on your favorite destinations. Book now only at Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. 
This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, Alan, how you doing? I am the lawyer whisperer. The lawyer lawyer whisperer. Yes, yes. I calm them. I relax them. Make them forget about money. Just for seconds. I don't think you could do that. Yes, With all your talents, job. I don't think that you could um, make a lawyer forget about his money. Oh, it's, it's it's not as hard as you may think. As, as you might think. I have a video I show them of just uh, people getting into different points of despair. A lot of uh, people getting hit by cars, and then I distract them instantly with a you know a building falling on an old lady's head, and wow. they they get so overwhelmed with lawsuits, you know, and 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 potential lawsuits and 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 dollar signs that they they become uh, almost comatose. You're a giver. And from there, I realign their thoughts. Damn, it's hot in here. What was it? Four weeks ago, we were talking to that lady who put together the book Dog Show Confidential, and she was talking, or she was attempting to talk about all the behind the scenes debauchery that goes on at these dog shows. All the cheating and how they throw, you know, snacks around the ring to distract dogs. And they, <laughs> That's clever. They, they walk right up to them, real, you know, close to the back of the dogs in front of them. Uh, Joey, you said that you've heard about that all over. It's, yeah, especially, it's big in Europe. I mean, I mean, as bad as actually hurting the pet enough where the the, the pet can't compete, um, it's horrible. It really is. They break their kneecaps. Well, this uh, honestly, <laughs> this this was a dog that got his leg broken for real. Um, it That's was a um, it was either a mastiff or a Newfoundland, and um, the dog had his um, foot hanging out of the kennel. And when the handler came back, the dog had a broken broken foot, Whoa. and um, somebody turned in the other um, the other handler who did it because they wanted to go best in best in breed. Wow. So, what yeah, kind it's, of a it's, human it's a, being? What what is wrong with people? Well, it's what's crazy even more about it is I think that the only show that you win money at as far as being um a handler is you can Uber. Otherwise, the shows and and they they don't win anything. You win you win a, a you know a, a, a ribbon or 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 a um or a trophy. Well, it's a pretty I prestigious mean, get, title to win at Westminster. Yeah, and I think if once your dog's been labeled that, the stud fees and things like that can be pretty high. Do you know what though? Honestly, you win if you win the breed. Okay, if you win the breed and you come in f- even first or second in that show, it's you, you, it's 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 going to probably give you the same amount of of, of notoriety. Um, it's 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 it really is. It's just just gets the people's heads. It does. I don't know if you had a chance at Westminster to check out Cruz. Cruz is a white Samoyed, very beautiful dog, and well, she was a beautiful dog. She's no longer with us. Uh, she apparently ingested something that was, they suspect perhaps rat poison, and they're suspecting foul play at Westminster. In fact, somebody came up to uh, the handler at uh, Westminster. He remembered a stranger who glared at him and made a disapproving remark about Cruz's vocal cords having been removed to quiet his bark. So apparently this dog uh, had his vocal cords removed, was debarked, debarked, Mm -hmm. and someone didn't like that. So they're suspecting foul play, and guess who they're suspecting? Anyone? Mm. Anyone? Just a competitor, I guess. Mm. You would think a competitor. Maybe somebody else. Who had one? Lindsay Lohan. No, it wasn't (laughs) Lindsay Lohan, although that comes in as the second most popular guess 
for who poisoned Cruz. Oh, who was? Who are they guessing? They believe PETA. <gasps> the people no. for the ethical treatment of animals. And remember, this is a group that's a little bit over the edge anyway, and they kind of do extreme things. They And, of course, PETA denies that they have any involvement. Uh, obviously, they why, why do they suspect PETA? Yeah, how, I mean, what kind of proof do they have? They believe that these kind of shows are inhumane. Where is that statement? Do we have that statement? Oh, from PETA? I see. So, you know, allegedly, they believe the shows are inhumane, so they kill dogs to make their point, which is very humane. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, this is all alleged now. we got to say allegedly. Don't get me in it's trouble. Alleged. It's alleged. It's alleged. Even if you see it, it's still alleged. Well, the uh, the extreme act- animal activists have called the dog shows and purebred competitions inhumane, and they're the suspects right now in this. There was no necropsy done. They, they believe it was a full-on case of rat poison. And uh, the veterinarian didn't believe that a necropsy, is that how you say that? Necropsy, Had to be done. So uh, we'll keep you posted right here at Animal Radio. Let me say something about that, though. Please. Um, This is the first year that the prejudging was done outside of Madison Square Garden, because Madison Square Garden is under renovation. And they don't have the room. And what they did is they actually held it on the piers that are right on the Hudson River. Now, when I was a stagehand and I worked, I worked in those piers. And to be very honest with you, and I'm not sticking up for anyone, they have rats Rats, as big as small dogs in there. And rat poisoning. Rat poisoning in the pier itself. I mean, they definitely do. I've seen it myself. Um, and traps. So, I mean, that's another thing that they get. They, they really, they really should look at. But, you know, unfortunate. And I know PETA sometimes, um, you know, they're radicals, but I, I just can't see them condoning it. I can see a nut that sure. maybe is, is a member of PETA yes. that, 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 that goes forward and does it. And, yeah, and the organization yeah, gets even a better rap. But I just, I don't know. This just, it just doesn't sit right with me. But then again, I'm not Sherlock Holmes, so. Well, that's possible. The veterinarian uh, who looked at the dog afterwards said that there is, you know, rat poison around. Dogs get into anything. Uh, the owner or the handler, rather. By the way, the handler and the owner are two different people, as they they are usually uh, in dog shows. But the handler says the dog was with him twenty four seven all the time. They had a steak dinner just prior to Westminster. The actual uh, sickness didn't happen until after Westminster. But we'll have more details as they become available right here on Animal Radio. I didn't believe that stuff went on, but uh, I guess it does. Do you know those dogs you know, are fast? Second... I, I walk dogs, and they uh, they can eat stuff off the streets and go in the yards and pick up stuff so fast before you can get so out fast. of the house. They yeah. just eat anything that they find on the ground. Yeah, That's the second yep. bad thing that's happened at this show in the past few years. Remember the whippet that got away and um, they never found that dog on mm. the, off the tarmac in, in New York City? Never Ooh. found it? Never found the dog. It was it was, it was was the whippet that won the breed <laughs> and um, when they were loading it uh, onto the plane, um, he got he got away on the tarmac in, in JFK Airport and um, um, the dog was never found. Geez, you know, when I was working on Amtrak, I was 19. There was a dog on the train that was on its way to Westminster, and one of the cooks decided he wanted to pet this dog at a stop. He wanted to give the dog a treat, and the dog just took off. You know, he opened the cage, the dog took off. Dog's gone. Dog's out of there. So so he finds, he finds at the next stop a stray dog and sticks it in the cage and puts the blanket over the no. cage. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then we get to New York, and a woman comes to get her dog, and and he peels the she put peels the blanket up outside, and she nearly has a heart attack because it's this mangy mutt sitting in this cage. <laughs> Did you lose your job after that? I didn't do anything. It was the cook. <laughs> oh, it's the <a> cook. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, why didn't you stop cooking? <laughs> I was not the cook. I was the coach attendant. Somehow I can't picture you as a coach attendant for Amtrak. Well, I was only 19. Oh, it was a great cook. job. Great job. I did the Broadway Limited. That train goes back and forth from New York to Chicago. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Let's uh, go to James, who has a call for Joey. Hey, James, where are you calling from? Well, right now, I'm in uh, Lake Park, Georgia. Lake I'm Park, Georgia. Driver. Yes, sir. I'm a truck driver, and I'm calling for um, a little bit of Joey's advice here on account of. I have this little bug that loves to ride around with me, but sometimes we stay out on the road for very extended periods of time, and, you know, giving them a proper bath is not very feasible. So I'm wanting to know what I could do for him, you know, what products or what procedures I Joey might recommend to keep him clean and, you know, healthy while he's out on the road with me. So let, let me ask you a couple of questions here. What's your main objective is just to clean the dog? Is the dog getting stinky? Is it shedding? Because that's going to determine really, you know, what direction I go in. Yeah, well, I brush him every day. Um, but we're out sometimes for two months at a time. And it gets a bit oily and stuff, you know, and and okay. we're walking around in grass that, you know, I don't know what's in there. I just want to keep I mean, I got a front line and all that for him as far as fix and freeze and all that. But, I, t- you know, he just gets dirty. There's a lot of products out there and wipes that you can go that you can go to the store and and, and get um, a lot of some spray um, dry shampoos and and you know a lot of things out there on the shelves that you can go out and buy. But if you want a real quick fix and this works, unbelievable. And it's good that you're brushing and combing the dog now because you, you you're removing the dead coat. So if you're used to doing that, you're gonna go to the store and you're gonna buy yourself a 69 cent box of baking soda. Now baking soda, you're gonna to sprinkle that in the coat. Now it's going to do two things. It's going to number one remove the oil because it's going to absorb. So you're going to sprinkle it on. You're going to let it sit. I don't know, just a couple of minutes, and then you're going to brush it through. Not only is it going to re- absorb the dirt and the oil, it's going to also neutralize any odors, any smells, or anything like that. Um, and it's going to, when you brush it, it's going to fall off the dog after it absorbs everything and fall to the ground. So the best thing to do is, is I wouldn't do this while you're in your truck. I would actually do this outside of the truck when you stop, um, sprinkle the dog with it, brush it through. It's going to be real safe. It's really, it's really good for the coat. Um, the dog is going to smell good. And a r- really good thing and trick with, with um, dogs that have folds in their face. And, and some, some pugs do, some pugs don't, depending on you know how flat the face is. If you use that and you put that in the folds, it'll dry out any type of moisture that's in there. And the baking soda portion of itself will um, actually remove any facial odor. It works really good. It's a good thing. It's nice and cheap. And you know what? I think that you'll be really satisfied until, you know, Listen, nothing's ever going to replace a good old soap and water bath, but this is something that you can stretch out with a short-haired dog. Um, you can stretch it out quite some time. I think be real happy with it, too. Well, I'm fascinated because that's one thing I was really worried about was, like, the folds in his face. I mean, I get into a cutis every now and again, and I've been using, like, wet ones and stuff, but... That's a very good tip. And you know, and you can continue to use the 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 wet ones, but um, the baking soda, you know, after after you wipe it out with with the with the with the wet ones, go in with the baking soda. And I'll tell you what, you're gonna notice that there's no odor from the face, and if there's any irritation, any redness, nine times out of ten, that's gonna go away as well. 
I use that on my mother-in-law. She has a real wrinkly face. How? She has kind of a stinky face, too. So, And I got that tip from you last week. I appreciate that. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Hey, this is Paul Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy uh, Turner all here. Let's go to Jacksonville, North Carolina, where we have Corey on the phone. Hi, Corey. Hi. Thanks so much for taking my call. What's going on? Well, I have a two-year-old um, American Rottweiler and Husky mix. His name is Apollo. Um, I don't know if you want me to start from the beginning or the issue I'm having now. That we I'm know nothing yet, with. so tell us tell us from the very beginning. Okay. Um, a little over a year ago, shortly before he turned one, he started favoring his right hind leg where he didn't want to put pressure on it, and he would limp after rough play or, uh, you know, ex- a lot of exercise on it. Um, I took him to a vet. They took x-rays. They said he had a condition. It started with a T. It's like panthotitis or something. Panastitis. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Panastitis. Okay. Um, and then they said, on about 18 months or so, he should outgrow it. Here's some pain meds. You know, keep an eye on it. Well, it did get better over time. But now that he's turned two, he's really starting to have a hard time getting up when he's laying down. And he's still really favoring that right hind leg. So I took him back to the vet, um, the different vet saw him this time, and said he started talking about hip dysplasia or a knee condition and surgery and all this stuff. I was referred to another vet by some friends at work. Took him in there. She did a complete examination, tested his flexibility. You know, he didn't yelp or anything when she moved his hips around, but he did when she got to the knee, his right knee. Okay. So she sedated him. She gave him x-rays. But it baffled her because when the x-rays came back, everything looked good. The only thing she saw was on his right knee, I guess, a little cartilage or maybe scar tissue in the x-ray. But then she recommended I go to an orthopedic-type vet that's in a different Mm -hmm. city. And then she gave him some pain meds. And have the pain meds helped him at all? Um, The Remedil, the first couple days, yes. And now doesn't seem to make any effect. The pain pills, the first day, yes. He was kind of back to his own self and wanted to play and jump around. And now nothing. He's kind of back to not moving. Um, Even yesterday I decided to try hydrotherapy because I heard it was good for that, you know, joints. And he does need to lose a little weight. He's a little overweight. Uh, The hydrotherapy, like after he was done, he seemed fine. But then now he's kind of favoring the left leg. Well, a couple things. Uh, panosteitis is definitely um, it's an inflammation type problem that we see in uh, young dogs. Um, uh-huh. Usually, they have they have pain over the long bone uh, parts of their um, their skeleton. So, not typically in the joint, but usually more like over the thigh bone, over the the um, the humerus. Um, so, the the bigger parts of the bone. Um, and now, some dogs I do see that will have pain with that even beyond a year and a half. Um, it's not as common, but um, you know the pain should be localized to those areas. So 
so if that doesn't fit the picture for what he's dealing with and he's actually having joint pain then um, you know I definitely still would be suspicious of a cruciate problem pets that can have different degrees of cruciate injury and I, I'm very pleased that your vet knocked your doggy out under sedation because it's very hard to rule that out um, unless we get them nice and sleepy and we feel for movement um, in in the the joint itself so if we're not completely to a torn ligament she can have partial tears and they can cause some arthritic changes within the joint which can be subtle at first with time they'll become more obvious and the pet will be more clearly a cruciate patient so that would still be on my list of concerns um, for that one leg now if we're having pain that's actually in multiple joints then um, I definitely would like to look at the possibility of um, arthritis type conditions there can be infectious causes so types of bacterial uh, parasitic diseases that can actually inflame the joint and this is definitely something when we have multiple limbs or if the the limping shifts from one leg to another that would be something I would certainly consider and those might be testing for different types of tick-borne diseases and um, you know doing more of a blood profile specific for those types of things now I don't think that seeing an orthopedic a specialist would be wrong in this case because if your second vet and I love you got two opinions that's great so if your second vet feels that this isn't really fitting into a normal clinical picture and she'd say uh, you know, now I, I know what the radio vet said. No, I'm sure this isn't a cruciate. Um, then I think seeing an orthopedic specialist might be a good next step just to make sure that we're not needing to go in a different direction. Now, they may tell you you need to do all these infectious disease profiles, doing these blood panels that I'm mentioning, and that's something your your regular vet can certainly do um, if you wish without going to the specialist because you've got a young baby there, and um, you know if you've got good-looking hips and we don't have a lot of type of cruciate symptoms, then, then I think we really Really need to go looking into that a bit further. Okay, Does so that- blood work. If they did blood work, they'd be. I mean, what would pop up? Like if they did get. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Things have gotten worse now that it's colder. You know, mm-hmm. when it's colder out for him. And I mean, I did find a tick on him a couple months ago. It was a, a deer tick. Yeah. So the types of blood work that I'm I'm mentioning um, depends on where you live and what your particular veterinarian would test for in your area. But for even in Vegas, if I have pets um, that have this type of thing, I'll do a, um, it's called a rickettsial profile. So we test for things like Lyme disease, Rocky Mounted, Spotted Fever, Ehrlichia. um, And and so those are some agents that can cause um, joint pain as one of the symptoms. Um, Many of those are carried by ticks. um, So if you have have ticks and you've seen them, then that would definitely be something I would look at and uh, you know see if we can investigate that a bit further. Are these so things th- curable? I mean, you know, over time with medication or some other type of. Yeah, definitely. There, there's treatment available for these type of things. The challenge is really to get to the diagnosis. And the problem can be is that you can have completely normal blood work. So when, when folks say, oh, the blood work was fine, the vet said everything is cool, you know, we're looking at generally maybe a, a chemistry panel, a CBC, which is a blood count, and maybe a urinalysis. We may have that and have a perfectly normal-looking profile. So you, we really have to take it to the next level and order up these specific tests to, to get a better feel for that. Corey, we wish you the best with that and go give... The little critter, a big hug from all of us here at Animal Radio. Before we go, just to cheer you up and really to cheer me up, it's making me feel much better. Dr. Debbie, could you please do your sugar glider imitation? 
Stacy, could you please do your walrus imitation, please? Uh, uh, uh. And Alan, could you please sing Michael Jackson for us? They don't see you as I do. If they tried to, they'd never date again. Because they'd always have a friend named Ben. <laughs> Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. Yes, we are the most uh, talented team on radio, I believe. How to be your dog's best friend. Uh, get them over at Amazon, of course. Join us on Facebook and download the Animal Radio app, if you will. Ask your questions right from the app uh, for iPhone and Android. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. See ya. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.